0: The opinions and views expressed in the OC Show with Cameron Jackson do not reflect those of KUCI, Hits Management, or the UC Board of Regents. Orange County, are you ready? It's time. For the best damn radio show in all of Orange County. What's it called? The OC Show! Right here, right now on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I sit behind this glorious microphone. Exposing the truth of what really goes on here in the O.C. And while there are some haters and doubters and people who love to mock, there's one thing that they can all say. When he's right, he's right. And Cameron Jackson is always right. And as the sun shines 354 days of the year here in Orange County, you can go and count on one thing. Cameron Jackson will always be out there fighting the evils of Michael Schroeder, Susan King Schroeder, Larry Agren, Beth Crom, and Adam Fatmouth Probowski. Welcome to the show. This is the OC Show. I am Cameron Jackson, your faithful host, as always, here on Friday from 5 to 6, every Friday, right here at KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. So happy to be here in studio once again with you all. Uh, Hope all is going well out there. It has been a very lovely week for me. I've had some very... uh, Some very positive press this week. Uh, If you have not checked it yet, the OC Weekly, R. Scott Moxley, uh, did a very nice little feature on the show and on my uh, quest for the truth with uh, Michael Schroeder and exposing him for what he really is. So uh, if you go to my website, theocshow.net, you can click right over to that or you can go right over to ocweekly.com, whichever one you like. Uh, if you go to my show though, theocweekly.net, you can see upcoming shows, things that are coming on uh, in the future, things that have been on in the past. You can listen to old shows. You can read my commentaries. I've got quite a, quite a lot of good stuff up there. There's a great gr- two great photos uh, on the blog right now. Uh, myself, the picture that was featured in the OC Weekly, and of course my uh, wonderful nemesis uh who could uh forget michael schroeder uh to the right of me and you can see those uh two lovely photos uh I-, I like them i i think uh they say it all really so uh if uh let's get some of the house cleaning out of the way as normal in the show if you want to keep listening once you are uh, out of the day room, in your jail cell, uh, back in your office, back at home, in the kitchen, making dinner, whatever it is, you you wherever you might be and you're next to a computer and you're, you're outside of the range of our 200-watt signal, uh, please go to KUCI.org, click in the upper right-hand corner and get your streaming audio anytime you like, KUCI.org. Also, like I said, my show, theocshow.net. Uh, go there anytime you like. Also, check out my Twitter account, uh, The O.C. Show. It's uh, Twitter, uh, slash, what, Twitter.com slash The O.C. Show. So you can follow me on Twitter um, and see what my life is like when I'm not here, I guess, if that uh, so interests you. Uh, it, it is quite interesting and can be. Uh, also, uh, what else? I've got uh, I've got an intern again. Intern in studio. Pull the microphone up there. Uh, I'll give this is Aurora am I correct yeah yes okay speak into the microphone Aurora alright and you're in training right now yeah yeah I know you're in an awkward <laughs> she's in an awkward she's like sitting right to the left of me so she can kind of see what I'm doing while she comes in here. do you want to have a PA show which is public affairs
1: uh, I'm thinking about you're it you're
0: thinking or, or so you don't know you're, 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 you're a mix between music and PA yeah. is that what it is mm-hmm. alright so what, if you did PA what do you think you'd lean towards
1: That's the reason why I can't pick. What I talk about.
0: (laughs) All right, all right. Well, (laughs) fair enough. So Aurora's in here. She's my intern today. We have people who come through. I'm gonna turn your mic off now, Aurora. Thank you. Uh, Aurora's my intern today. She's gonna be uh, following along with me. So uh, good stuff on the show today. Obviously, I'm gonna talk about the OC Weekly piece uh, that uh, our Scott Moxley wrote about. Also, want to talk about. Uh, the California budget and uh, the scaring that they are doing with us on that now because, you know, it wouldn't be any fun unless they were scaring us uh, into, uh, I don't know, whatever they're going to try to strong-arm us into later on. Uh, And uh, let's see what else. Oh, yes. And this was another lovely thing that I saw on the weekly. that um, It's about the crucible of UC Irvine. It's about uh, the Muslims, the Muslim hate speech here at UCI. So I uh, don't normally cover a lot of things that happen here in UCI, but I thought this one was pretty darn good. So, uh, And I witnessed it when I was here as a student uh, just a few years ago. So with that being said, let's go to the R. Scott Moxley piece because um, you know, it really was, I, I mean, uh, sure, uh, anything that, that I guess I'm at the center of attention of, I'm, I'm very happy to be the center of attention of. And uh, the photo done by John Galuhi is a, just a great photo. Uh, Again, if you go to my site, theocshow.net, you can see the two of them together and see what I mean by that. Uh, But uh, essentially, the article was talking about how I, for the last six months, have been sitting behind this microphone here at KUCI, and whenever the opportunity presents itself, I have been uh, talking about... Michael schroeder now, if you're just joining me and you have no idea who Michael schroeder is, well, let me give you a little education about Michael schroeder Michael schroeder is for at least the past well, i'd say ten almost thirteen years now Michael schroeder has been uh on the upswing of his career he has been he has been uh uh the the kingmaker here in Orange county and he has gone out of his way uh, on numerous occasions uh, to let people know that he is large and in charge. Uh, He has in many ways, he's like the Sherman's March of (laughs) Orange County uh, laying waste and destruction in his path to scare others out of his way. Uh, And the, uh, the article that R. Scott Moxley writes, talks about some of those people that have have been uh, laid waste in his destructive path to power. Uh, And he's an interesting, interesting guy because I say that he's very powerful. I'm sure that he loves that I say he's very powerful. The article itself, uh, the headline is that, Mike Schroeder is too powerful. Uh, And there are problems, though with Michael Schroeder see he stands behind candidates and he's the one he's the go-to guy in Orange County he's the one you go to or get the blessing from for funding for your campaign for the uh, yes you have the blessing of me to go forward I will not get in your way I will not t- try to destroy you the way he destroyed uh, uh, Wally Wade Wally Wade if you don't remember ran against D. A. Rokakis Uh, Wally Wade uh, was essentially, his career was was destroyed by Mike Schroeder. Uh, You could say the same thing about Bill Hunt. Bill Hunt ran against Mike Corona. Mike Corona was uh, the the crown jewel, if you will, of Mike Schroeder's empire. And in the 2006 election, uh, Bill Hunt, after he did not win that election, he was out the door, destroyed. Not completely, of course. None of these people, I guess, are completely destroyed, but their careers are destroyed. And so you've got one guy, one guy, who stands up here. He's got numerous judges in his pocket. He's got numerous politicians in his pocket. He's not afraid to uh, be a bully. He's not afraid to punch somebody in the nose, not... Figuratively, but I guess, or not literally, but uh, yet figuratively, he's willing to give people a black eye when they need one. He is, for the last 10 years, up until Corona went to prison, he was the man behind both the DA, Tony Rakakis, and Mike Corona, the sheriff of Orange County. He had a CCW permit, for what reason I have no idea, just because, I guess, he had a badge. For what reason? I have no idea. His job, his real life job is to is to sell chiropractic insurance or something surrounding chiropractic insurance. I've never quite figured out what that's all about, but he's very wealthy, very comfortable, and he wields enormous, enormous power because of the political people that he puts into office and keeps into office despite their problems. And when you have a county like Orange County that is fractured into 35 different cities where there are so many different competing interests, it's easy for somebody like Mike Schroeder to be under the surface and just pop up here and there and do his dastardly deeds wherever that might be. And so you sitting out there right now might be saying to yourself, well, gee, What's the big deal? So what? Why does that, how does that affect me? Well, you need only look to one individual in the Republican Party who polarized, in many ways, the Republican Party. And that is the ex-sheriff, now convicted felon in federal court ready to go to prison on July 24th, Mike Corona. Who is the one man who was either a consultant when that was proper and key, or when he was his attorney when that was proper and key for him? Michael Schroeder. Michael Schroeder stood behind Mike Corona for nine years. He made sure that the lies coming out of Mike Corona's mouths would always stick. He made sure and enabled Mike Corona to stay in power. He, listen, when somebody like Michael Schroeder stands up and says, I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't know what Mike Corona was doing. That is a lie. And I'll tell you why that's a lie. Because somebody like Michael Schroeder who is an extremely powerful individual, who is very Machiavellian, who is not afraid to get into the mix, does not get to that position without having information. It's as simple as that. What is the one thing that power buys you? It's information. Information is power. We all know this. The Internet teaches us this. Information is power. That's how people gain and control and keep their power, with information. Everybody knew it in the party, especially Michael Schroeder. And Michael Schroeder didn't care about you. He did not care. This is what it, why it's important. Michael Schroeder did not care about the public in Orange County, and he still does not care about the public in Orange County. Every person he puts into political power is somebody that will benefit him, not you. That's why it is so important. And he only kept Mike Corona in power because Mike Corona benefited him. Why? Well, first of all, if you're doing things that you shouldn't be, it's great to have the sheriff under your control. Now, I'm not saying that Michael Schroeder is engaging in criminal activity, but boy, if you wanted to, it sure would be nice if you have the sheriff in your back pocket, just like it's nice to have the district attorney in your back pocket, just like it's nice to have your wife, Susan King Schroeder, as the spokesperson, the spokesperson for the district attorney boy, that's real nice. That's convenience. I wish I had those kind of connections. And then, you know, when you want to have your nice badge, so when you get pulled over, you can flap that bad boy out the window, and you're sure to not get a ticket when you get pulled over for that one, whatever it might be. And it's nice to have a gun. Sure, we'd all like to have a gun, pack a little heat here and there, now and then. God for, I mean, I don't know what kind of danger uh, Mike Schroeder is in, but apparently he must be in some kind of peril. Otherwise, I guess he wouldn't be uh, uh, ticked off that Sandra Hutchins took his CCW permit. That's his concealed weapons permit. Bye-bye. She also took Adam Fatmouth Probolskis. Bye-bye. So you've got one guy who puts somebody into power who's clearly, clearly flawed for five years was under scrutiny for extramarital affairs, for the people he surrounded himself, like George Jaramillo, who is now a convicted felon, and Don Heidel, who's soon to be a convicted felon, who uh, Joe Cavallo, who's a convicted, uh, I don't even know if he's a felon or a misdemeanant. I think he's a misdemeanor, but he might be a felon too. Who knows? Mike Corona surrounded himself with unsavory characters, and that didn't mean a lick. That didn't mean a lick to Michael Schroeder. He did not care about you. He doesn't care what Tony Rakakis does to you. Because whatever Tony Rakakis does to you, it doesn't matter to Michael Schroeder because Tony Rakakis is benefiting Michael Schroeder. It doesn't care what Todd Spitzer does when Todd Spitzer becomes a district attorney. Because mark my words right now, today, Todd Spitzer will be the next district attorney. When Todd Spitzer becomes the next district attorney, that only benefits Mike Schroeder. Dana Rohrbacher only benefits Michael Schroeder. Appellate court judges only benefit Michael Schroeder. Because you got to believe me, if he's got a judge that knows who he is, that he helped appoint, and you know it gets reported all the time, Frank Mikadite was at a party at the Schroeder's house, and who were there? Judges. Judges and people who wanted to be judges. It's all right there. It's out in the open. It's not a big secret. And why does that matter to Michael Schroeder? Is it more than just a conversation piece for him? Oh, uh, guess who I know? (laughs) Guess who I had lunch with the other day? It's more than that for him. It's about having influence and power to benefit himself and his friends. And it has nothing to do with you. Appointments get made in this county. I'll give you one right now. Janet Wynn. Janet Wynn over at the supervisor's office. She used to be one of his people, one of his peeps. He lost her for whatever reason. I think she didn't do thy bidding. And he tried to destroy her. He lost that one. That was a good one. I enjoyed watching that one unfold. Tried to destroy her. Didn't happen. But is she really worthwhile? She's horrendous. She's an idiot. You should hear what people say about her during uh, meetings. I've listened to her. I mean, English is her first language for crying out loud, and it doesn't seem like it. She's an idiot, a moron. Can we say the same thing about Dana Rohrbacher? And now he wants to put Dick Mountainjoy in place for Anthony Adams over there in Hesperia. Why are we even giving a two craps about what Anthony Adams does? If you don't remember, Anthony Adams is being recalled right now because he voted for the tax increase, this Prop 1A tax increase that we just had. And guess who's spearheading that? Michael Schroeder. Why? we are? Who cares about Anthony Adams? Why is the Republican Party in Orange County spearheaded by Michael Schroeder, who's been on KFI, John and Ken talking about it? And again, another big, not a big secret here, trying to rehabilitate his image. Why? Because it's only about Michael Schroeder. It's not about the citizens of Orange County. The people he places into power or wants to place into power are worthless. Worth less. And they wonder why the Republican Party in Orange County and in the nation, for crying out loud, is having so many problems. And here, here is my biggest, biggest beef. Now, in the in the wake, in the wake of Mike Corona, the Mike Corona scandal, the disgraced sheriff here in Orange County, In the wake of Mike Corona, he's now a convicted felon in federal court, going to prison for five and a half years, starting on July 24th. In the wake of that, Michael Schroeder, who stood behind Mike Corona for the last nine years, enabled Mike Corona for the last last nine years, is now gearing up once again to get the sheriff... Of Orange County in his back pocket. And who is that, Sheriff? None other than the the, the police chief of Santa Ana, Paul Walters. Paul Walters, a, the, a shining beacon of character and charisma. I say that with facetiousness in my voice. Paul Walters, a guy who in 1998 was so disgusted with the Orange County Republican Party after his failure to make the office of sheriff when he was beat out by Mike Corona switched his party affiliation from Republican to Democrat right and then changed it to undeclared and then miraculously before 2007 when the appointment of the new sheriff came into play changed to back to what a Republican I think we have a term for that. We heard it during the uh, bush Kerry election. It's called a waffler, a flip-flopper. So let me t- ask you this question. If somebody like Paul Walters is willing to just flip-flop around in his party affiliation, because get me on this one. I hate the Republican Party in Orange County. I can't stand the Republican Party in the nation. But you know what? I'm still a Republican. I'm still a registered Republican. And if you put a decent Republican on the ticket, guess what? I'll vote for them. Because I'm still conservative at the core, and I believe that Republicans are too. But not Paul Walters. Paul Walters is willing to flip-flop. Paul Walters is willing to compromise his values... And in doing so, he's willing to go with somebody like Mike Schroeder. Michael Schroeder, who is obviously not concerned with character or values. Because if he was, he never would have stood behind somebody like Mike Corona for the last nine years. If you're just joining me. This is The O.C. Show with Cameron Jackson right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine on a roll as always. Telling you what really goes on here in Orange County because, damn it, if I don't do it, there's only one other person that will. And that's our Scott Moxley. And I want to thank him again for that great article. I do appreciate that. It's very nice. You can see that article, ocweekly.com, or you can go to my website, theocshow.net. That is theocshow.net. Feel free to give me an email. Tell me what your thoughts are. If if you want to tell me to pound sand, go for it. Cameron at theocshow.net. If you want to tell me I'm the greatest guy since sliced bread, you can do that too. Cameron at theocshow.net. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back from the break, I'm going to talk about the uh, California budget, what's going on with that, because um, it's been a slow news week in Orange County. Next week on the show, though, I can tell you this, next week on the show, holding true to my Republican beliefs and my conservative core values, I'm going to have Christina Shea on the show. Christina's going to come in here and talk about the latest shenanigans with Larry Agron. Yes, that's right, Larry Agron over at uh, Irvine City Hall. Apparently Agron... Uh, I read this over on uh, Red County. Yes, not afraid to uh, throw out the, my foes. Uh, Red County's website, uh, somebody over there blogged a little quick piece that Agron is now going to go to the federal government to get your tax money to pay for the Great Park because they can't do it over there. So uh, Christina will be coming in next week to talk about that. I can't wait. Yes. Uh, no flip-flopping here, folks. So um, after the break, we will be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FMN Irvine. This is the OC Show with Cameron Jackson. The opinions and views expressed in the OC Show with Cameron Jackson do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Look up in the sky. What do you see? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No. It's Cameron Jackson, swooping down out of the skies to protect the citizens of Orange County. Here every Friday from five to six, telling you the truth about what really happens here in Orange County. All right, enough of that. Dear Lord, what would we do without him, huh? Probably a lot. Probably a lot. So uh, let's get some of the house cleaning out of the way. Uh, (laughs) If you are just joining me and you want to keep listening after you get out of your car, after you get out of the day room in your prison cell, wherever you might be, this will be particularly of interest for Mike Corona, who will be going to prison July 24th. He's the uh, former uh, sheriff here in Orange County, if you've been living in a box. And uh, so it's very uh, of keen interest to him to continue listening to the show. He can go to KUCI.org, click in the upper right-hand corner to get his streaming audio, because I'm sure he will be far, far, far away from our signal, our glorious signal here. And one of the things I didn't say in the last segment uh, in, in the article that... R. Scott Moxley wrote about me. If you go to ocweekly.com, you can see it. It's uh, about halfway down the page on the left-hand side. Or you can go to my blog, theocshow.net. That is theocshow.net. You can uh, click on it right away. Uh, You'll see uh, see the post right away about the article. Uh, One of the things in the article that I thought was very hilarious uh, was uh, Mike Schroeder's response to me. And Michael Schroeder's response to me was, um, I, I don't know really who he is. I've never heard anybody talk about his views. I'm sure, uh, you know, uh, he only has 10 to 20 listeners. Well, we've got to revise that figure. All right, we've got to revise that figure right now. I actually have 12 to 22 listeners. The new two new listeners are now Michael Schroeder and Susan Kane Schroeder. So just want to thank you very much. I've got two new listeners. So I want to thank them very much for uh tuning in and listening to the show it 's uh it 's a warm pleasure to know you 're out there, both of you uh, <laughs> What else can I say? Nothing um you know the budget here i 've been talking about the budget in california and it 's going every day it seems to be getting worse and worse and worse, and the scare tactics keep getting worse and worse and worse and so I like to keep everybody here apprised of uh, what they 're saying why they 're saying it and and what you can do to counter that because uh, my God, you'd make it think like uh, it's the uh, forty-two billion dollars in the hole, and it's the end of the earth is coming up next. Uh, they're going to start uh, bombing us or something. Uh, Schwarzenegger plans a two-point-eight billion dollars more in state cuts. Woo, two-point-eight billion dollars more. What are you going to do? Um, <sighs> Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger proposed $2.8 billion in additional cuts to state government this morning. That would slice deeper into funding for education, health, and welfare programs. This is from the LA Times. Schools would be hit by $680 million in new cuts. And while the state's social safety net would lose, oh God, $1 billion in funding for the poor, disabled, and aged. A 5% salary reduction for state employees reported by the Times on Thursdays would save the state $470 million. We really scraped the bottom of the barrel here, said uh, Mike Gensett. He's uh, Schwarzenegger's finance director. We cut everything we could think of. It's unfortunate. But it is what it is, and we have to live within our means. The new proposals come at the top of more than $21 billion in slash spending plans announced by the governor a little more than a week ago. State's economists forecast California's budget deficit at more than $24 billion for the fiscal year that will begin in July. Oh, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Mass transit's going to take a hit. $315 million. Roads, transportation projects, another $242 million. What happened to the Obama stimulus package? Where is it? You know the state is asking the federal the feds to back their loans the state is wants whatever they can from the from the feds at this point the feds are basically saying sorry pound sand because Obama administration realizes that the American public is has got uh, giveaway fatigue we, we're, we're, we're done with giving out money we don't want to give out money anymore they realize that and California is on, is on its own and I think the other side of that too you've got to remember this state Votes blue Democrat all the time. I mean, they're going to go. They're going to lean towards Democrat in the next election. It doesn't matter what. Obama could come over here and he could nuke Los Angeles off the map, which, in my opinion, would probably be a good thing. Nuke Los Angeles off the map, and they would still vote for him in the next election, 2012. So, somebody's looking through the window. We're, we're being. We're we have a voyeur. Aurora. I've got an intern in here today, and uh, we've got two voyeurs looking through the window at us. It's quite odd. Uh, Governor, also, this is another one. Five uh, percent cut in uh, California employee salaries. You see, know, they like to cut things like they're, they're scaring us. Remember, they've got education now, social safety net, the kids, the poor, disabled, uh, you name it. Whatever could scare us into voting for tax increases or into voting for future tax increases, they're gonna do that. They're gonna keep this up. So this is the momentum that they want. Let's see the five percent you know, five percent cut in, in California employees with salaries. Hey, I'm all for it, baby. I mean anything you can do to take more money away from the overpaid, they are overpaid. State employees are overpaid across the board. You know, it used to be in a long time ago that when you had a, a, a government job, it was just a living wage. You got by, you were happy, you were pleased, it wasn't you weren't getting rich off of it. They've got you know the astronomical numbers of people making over $200,000 a year now as government, state government workers. That's ridiculous. Nobody should be making that much money in state government. I'm sorry, nobody. All at our expense, folks. And, oh, yes, and now I love this one. Boo-hoo. It's woe is me on this one. The overseer of, this is from the L.A. Times, overseer of health care in the state prisons has agreed to dramatically scale back an eight-billion-dollar plan to build an inmate medical facility, in a deal with Schwarzenegger administration officials who called the removal for his removal only a month ago. The agreement now is was, uh, was a plan under Clark Kelso, J. Clark Kelso, would make significant concessions on controversial construction plan. That led to a battle with uh, Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger and Attorney General Jerry Brown. Well, there you go. Jerry doesn't really Jerry doesn't want any health care for the prison inmates either. What a striking turn of events for Jerry Brown. So anyway, essentially, a U.S. District Court judge had seized control of the medical system in 2006, saying inmates were dying behind bars unnecessarily. I, you know, again, why do we care? I mean, we put them away for life for basically anything these days. Uh, if they die behind bars unnecessarily, uh, is that an issue? I mean, do we have a – is there really a problem with that? How old are these people that are dying? What have they done to themselves while they're in prison that they're dying? If they're dying because they're getting beaten by other inmates, okay, I got a problem with that. But if they're dying because they're A, one, old, or B, they engage in sex acts in prison that they get uh, contagious diseases from and die, HIV, AIDS, hepatitis, you name it, gonorrhea, whatever – If they're getting those types of things and it's killing them off, I I don't have a lot of problems with that, right? I mean, they're not shooting each other to death. If they one or two get shanked every now and then, is that a bad thing? I I don't think so. I think we're okay with that. So now in our state's need, uh, we can't do $8 billion plans for inmate health care. Again, I'm okay with that. I really am. It it doesn't strike me as an issue one one way or the other. you know i'm not going to do that story i was going to do a story about republican i love the, the the i will send you to it because it's good it's a naval gazing on the oc weekly's website this week in oc republican on republican homo action is the headline uh <laughs> it, what is it cornhopper spencer cornhopper uh did this article it's it's actually very very funny so um i like it uh Republican and Republican Homo action, good stuff. So go over there to the navel gazing, and you'll see that. The, where's my other? Here it is. This is the one I want to spend the bulk of the, the rest of the bulk of my time on. I want to see somebody emailed me here during the show. Let's see what this is. All right, I don't know. That was from a while ago. Okay. Did you know? Did you know, ladies and gentlemen, that? Uh, we have a very serious issue on this campus here at UCI. And I talk about it because the station here, KUCI, if you're just joining us, this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is the OC Show with Cameron Jackson. The greatest radio show in all of Orange County. Trust me, folks, on that one. We have a huge problem here. We have hate speech that occurs on a pretty frequent basis on this campus, and it is condoned hate speech. It is hate speech that the... Uh, administrators say out of one corner of their mouth, they don't, uh, condone, but on the other corner of their mouth, they let it occur. And we're in a very weird, uh, crossroads in our nation's history and with free speech, uh, as far as campuses are concerned. And when it comes to Muslims versus Israelis or Muslims versus Jews in this case, and, uh, I'm going to go through this because I think that it is very, very uh, intriguing, very, very interesting. And it might take a couple minutes here, but we'll get through it because it's um, important. And this is from a, uh, the Jewish Journal, and it's called The Crucible of UC Irvine. It's uh, from a website called jewishjournal.com. Very interesting. You can go right to it, Jew- jewishjournal.com. Universities like religions are often judged not by what they preach, but what they tolerate. This painful truth came to mind upon reading Nellie Genia Milstein's, that's a long name, op-ed article in these pages, Protecting Hate at UCI, in which she describes the atmosphere at the University of California at Irvine, here known as UCI, thank you very much, where Muslim Student Union celebrated a week-long lynching of Jewish identity under the banner Israel, The Politics of Genocide. At UCI, Milstein wrote, Hate is a yearly event that lasts for a week. It isn't just any hatred. It is hatred directed at me, my friends, my community, and my history. You are a Jew, a proud Jew, a proud supporter of Israel. Now you are seen as nothing but a racist murderer on your own campus. Milstein is not alone. Her frustration is shared by many students and faculty at Irvine. What is happening at UCI is part of a coordinated assault on Jewish identity at campuses across the nation. An assault that it threatens to erode the dignity, values, and peoplehood of all Jewish students in the generation to come. We must understand its anatomy, for universities hold the key to our future. This article is uh, very, very interesting in that it is picking up on something that has occurred here uh, since probably I started coming here. Uh, I started here in '03, graduated in '05 and what i'd say probably about the time i was leaving 05 04 actually i'd say it was really ramping up and what you see on this campus is a breeding ground for muslims to come to this school and get their indoctrination into the into the um, into the hate of jews and israel it is no different it is no different here than schools, or the Ku Klux Klan, back in uh, the late 20s, 1920s, at their zenith of inculcating people into their mantra that black people should be uh, discriminated against, that black people are below the human species. It's no different than the neo-Nazis, or the not the neo-Nazis, no different than the Nazis, rather, during the 1930s and 40s during their time in power in Germany, when they said that Jews should be destroyed. And in fact, they did. They destroyed six million Jews, Jews and gypsies. Six million of them, gone, wiped out. Many Orwellian hyperboles were first tested at UCI. Among them, genocide in Genin, Zionism is Cancer, the world without Israel, ethnic cleansing in Palestine, Holocaust in the Holy Land, Israel, the Fourth Reich. I love that, the Fourth Reich. you got to give me a break. Uh, this year, the masters of absurdity up the ante with mental deformities such as Allah is a terrorist, the Zionist Jew is a party of Satan, along with images of Anne Frank in a Palestinian cafea, whatever that is, blood-drenched Israeli flags, and heroic Hamas fighters advancing the cause of peace the same fighters that uh, strap bombs onto their bodies and walk into crowded uh, Israeli bars and blow themselves up. Just throwing that out there. Uh, All... In the prime location on campus near the flagpoles of the administration building, giving the hate fest the appearance of a university-sponsored event. Naturally, despite their tireless and honest efforts, university administrators have been powerless to prevent UCI from becoming a national focus of anxieties and expectations. Indeed, on the day the official UCI marquee entrance to the campus displayed the Israel genocide sign, I received messages from colleagues as far away as India, in Indiana, asking whether California Education Code allows such use of University California name. Whatever that means. What is next for us, they ask. On the other side of the fault line, anti-Israelist propagandists have been watching UCI performances, thirsting for new ideas and new opportunities for upcoming hate fests in their campuses. I wonder, for example, whether Susan... Uh, who cares about that? Anyway, so, uh... I, you know, I get bored with these things after a bit, and then i got to stop and, and, and jump in on my, on my two cents. And essentially, let's switch this for a moment. Let's say that a group of white males decided to come out and say, you know, we want to talk about how we hate black people. We can't stand black people. Black people represent the majority of the prison population. Uh, Black people have a lot of babies uh, that don't have fathers. Uh, Black people uh, suck money out of the welfare system, etc., etc. You come up with whatever you want. If a group of white guys, all white males, stood up and said, we want to start talking about, we want to bring attention to the fact that uh, uh, black people just suck in general. That, they, that if they could do it, they would kill white people on a, on a daily basis. What do you think the university would do with that? Take a guess. Take a gander at that one. You know exactly what the university would do. They wouldn't sit there and say, well, we have to protect the speech of these white guys who want to who tear down black people. They wouldn't stand for that in a heartbeat. They would be on top of that in uh, two shakes of a lamb's tail. They'd be all over that. They would knock that thing down so quick your head would spin. Case in point, go to Drudge Report right now. On Drudge Report, there is a student in uh, someplace back east who's starting a male power group. has nothing to do with with, uh, white supremacy or anything like that. He just wants to try to bring men up who uh, take... Uh, command of their situations, teach men how to be men, for crying out loud. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, he's getting a lot of flack from the university for that. They don't know what to do with him. They're they're upset with this male power group. What is this all about? Is this the rise of racism now? Are we going to have people coming on campus with pointy uh, hats, white pointy hats, and, and lynching black people? What is this all about? And yet, we're willing to let Muslims come on campus here, be a part of the campus here, and smear Israel, smear Jews. And it's been going on for years here. It is a huge deal. You should have seen the craziness on this campus when the young Republicans here at the campus back in 2004, I was there, I witnessed it. Uh, they displayed the pictures of Mohammed. Remember there was a, a artist in Amsterdam who drew up the photos of uh, the political satire cartoons of Mohammed, right? Bad, bad idea. I'm sure they put a fatwa off on that guy, right? They'd have, they'd have kicked him into hell if they could have. The young Republicans decided they wanted to show what those were. And the, I mean, it was at least at least a five to one ratio. One, for every person that was there just to see it in the auditorium, there were five Muslims and protesters outside. It was unprecedented. And you have to stand back and ask yourself, what is, why? Why are you so afraid of that? I mean, in Athens, just now in Athens, the Muslims went crazy. Huge, biggest Muslim protest ever in Athens because it is reported that a police officer stopped a Muslim, took his Koran out of his pocket, and stepped on it on the ground. And the Athens police now don't know what to do because they're out of control in Athens. Well, imagine, switch that around for a bit. What if a, a cop in, in California took a, a Bible out of a, a Catholic's uh, pocket and stepped on it on the ground? Would, would, uh, would Muslims come out for that? Would Catholics even come out for that? Would Jews come out? Nobody would come out for that. Nobody gives two craps about that. But yet you've got a really hypersensitive culture right now with the Muslims. The Muslims are extremely hypersensitive, and maybe rightly so. They've taken a passion lately. I mean, when you drive four airplanes into, into three buildings and one into the ground, and all of your people happen to be Muslims who hijacked them, and actually, most of the crazy international hijacking crap that's happened over the last years all been Muslims. And most of the problems that we have in the world right now are due to Muslims. I mean, you might get mad at me and upset with me over those kinds of statements, but it's true. Who's been at the central? Uh, who's inflamed the world the most? Muslims. What, are, what religion is being used right now to carry out uh, waves of violence on Muslims? Normal citizens around the world, Muslims. So, is it hateful to say that? No. Is it true? Yeah. Is somebody calling in right now because they want to dispute that with me? Probably. Will I take their telephone call? I'd like to. I'm going to play some music because I want to take this phone call. I want to see if this is actually somebody who's upset with me. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. Uh, Let me get the music going first. Uh, We'll do that one because I like that one. And let me take this phone call real quick. Hang on. (laughs) you <laughs> Brendan, from Irvine, how you doing? Yeah, hi, I'm doing good. Good. What, what do you want to say? Uh, I just want to say that I think
1: that there's this misconception, misconception. While Muslims, there, of course, are extremist Muslims in the world who are going to, they're doing these crazy, violent acts. I mean, you can't deny, you can't blame all the problems, all these problems in the world, and, and say it's really the Muslims who are causing all these problems. It's so much deeper than that. And I think that it's adding to this problem of miscommunication when you make a statement like that because it's it's bigger
0: than that. I I, I, I will go with you on that. Um, However, however, when you look, and I was a political science major here at UCI, so I did take Mm -hmm. a look at these issues. When you look at uh, what is being used and who is using it to uh, create... Uh, terrorism in the world, it's Muslim. So if it, the, the issues may go deeper than that, and I know that certainly when we talk about Israel-Palestine and the Palestinian state, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and that being a, f- a flashpoint and a hotbed of activity for uh, Muslim versus Jew and Muslim issues in general, I understand that, but it, don't we still have some perception issues here?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, mean, I, I think uh, on both the Western culture and in the Muslim culture, you know, partly because I, I think we just don't listen to them. We, we view them as so backwards, in, and, and because of that, you know, a lot of the reason they're going out and they're committing these attacks is just because a lot of the, them, you know, they're so poor and they have nothing. Do you, and, but, uh, but
0: do you think, though, that there does come a point in time, though, when the – because I, I, I'm willing to say that the majority of what we see in the world right now is um, radicalized um, Muslim Religion, which is never a, any radicalized religion, is a bad thing. But isn't there? Doesn't there come a point in time where the Muslim uh, people of Muslim countries and whatnot have to stand up and say to their elders, to their statesmen, "Hey, we need to moderate." Uh,
1: so, so, because you think that the, the governments are sponsoring these terrorists, and then well, you want I, the people
0: to, I, I think in Iran we can certainly say the government sponsors terrorism. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm so you, you, do you think that the people have responsibility that the Muslim people have a responsibility to stand up to these terrorists uh,
0: uh, yes, certainly certainly
1: yeah, and, and I, I think that's true, and I think though the problem is we, we wanting to uh we don't understand these terrorists we, we we just want to call them extremists and they're crazy. And I think we need to look past that, and that Islam is their base for a lot of what they do, but they're, they're, these people don't even understand their own religion, and it's not Islam that's the problem at all, you know? It's just these people in their situation.
0: What do you, Now, do you go to school here at UCI? Yeah, I do. And, and do you see some of the extremism?
1: You know, I do, and, I, and I've spoken to the president of the Muslim Student Union about this issue and how they present themselves, and... Um, they are i mean i would not doubt that a lot of what the muslim union does campus and, and a lot of the views that anti-israel people have is extreme I, I wouldn't i wouldn't doubt that all
0: right all right hey thanks for the call Brendan. i appreciate mm, yeah. it yeah How Thank it going? you thanks bye so you know uh there you have it i mean the issue is a huge issue and it's a broad issue and it's a deep issue and uh but again Perception becomes reality, and that's something that we have to pay attention to. It's something that we have to pay attention to on our end, but especially Muslims in general have to start paying attention to that. And when you start rolling things out, like like in this, genocide in Jenin, Zionism and Cancer, a world without Israel, ethnic cleansing in Palestine, let's change that for a bit. How about we we call that genocide in Alabama, Um, uh, black people are cancer the world without black people, ethnic cleansing in Mississippi, Holocaust in uh, uh, wherever, Louisiana. Uh, what if we said uh, uh, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey, the Fourth Reich? I mean, you've, gotta, you, you've got to uh, look at these things and, and place other examples in there and say, well, gee, if we're not willing to accept genocide in alabama then why are we willing to accept genocide in israel even if it is a particular group that we feel sorry for and that maybe has been misrepresented and keeps misrepresenting themselves in the case of the muslims but maybe they have been misrepresented and we want to give them a voice well that only goes so far with me so um that's just the way it is anyway uh If you're just joining me, this is the OC Show with Cameron Jackson right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, the greatest radio station in all of Orange County. You know, I'm going to start wrapping it up here. Next week on the show, next week on the show, I am planning to have Christina Shea. She is a councilwoman over at Irvine City Hall. She's going to come in, and she wants—I would like to ask her about what this deal is now with the Great Park, where we are with the Great Park. Who's going to pay for the Great Park? Apparently, Larry Agron is is hitting up the federal, the federal funds for um, Great Park money because they don't have any over there. So, I'll talk to Christina Shea about that next week, and. uh... Keep your eyes open for everything that's out there in the world, folks. It's a busy, busy place here in Orange County. I'll keep you on top of it. Go to my website, theocshow.net. Click on the link for the uh, piece that R. Scott Moxley did on me in the OC Weekly. You won't want to miss that at all. Thank you very much to Aurora here in studio. She was probably bored to tears that last half hour, but that's okay. Uh, I'm not here for her, I suppose. Anyway, she's laughing. That's good. Uh, coming up next, Disco for Your Health with who, baby? Jeremy. Great hair. Love, Jeremy. And uh, that's about it. So I will see you all next week. Same time, same place right here, KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine from 5 to 6 every Friday. I'm happy to be here for all of you week in and week out. I'm not going anywhere, folks. I will see you later.